0: about you with Estra, Season 8, Episode 41. My, 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 thank you for being here today. This week has been going so fast. Remember, we're here Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you for being here today. I appreciate your time and look forward to sharing information, ideas, and comments. Yes, your comments can always be placed at hashtag ASTRA's radio show, or any talking about you with ASTRA's platforms. It makes us all be better people. And I haven't forgotten about a phone number. Trust me, it will be coming soon. But the old phone number, if you see it out there, unfortunately, I suspect the insured harassers like other phone numbers they will probably try to snatch out. Uh, Policyholders will actually be surprised how common abusive tactics are used when filing a claim. Yes, we will get to that topic, and boy, I don't know if we need one week, right? We might have to take two weeks or maybe even three weeks for that topic. But today, we're going to finish up on thankfulness replaces sadness. And we're actually going to continue from yesterday. I just want to say a couple things before I get into that. I just want to make sure that you remember you have to organize your days or your weeks. So every week, hopefully you can plan certain things on certain days. Now, I have to also let you know that when you do that, when when insured harassers or hackers know what your daily routine is, they will try to break it or make problems, do things that, unfortunately, people who are injured or don't feel well or just trying to make their lives better really don't need. But if you run into those kind of tactics from them, just switch it up a little to make it work for you a little better. That's important because when we have consistency in our life, it helps to regulate the things that we do, and we feel better in our accomplishments. And that's so very important, especially after a collision, when you're not necessarily feeling your best anyway. And it's sad that we have to be concerned about that. I'm not sure why the insurance commissioners don't investigate these kind of things. It's like the most important issue that policyholders face insurance policyholders, just not auto, but across the industry, why don't insurance commissioners investigate that are used? And that's why I always say we really do need insured civil rights legislation to protect policyholders because we're obviously not getting the respect, the dignity, and the settlements and benefits that we deserve. And another thing I want to talk about was organizing the week Make sure that you kind of try to place your appointments in certain ways. Now, I've also told you that sometimes insured harassers work in uh, offices, restaurants. A lot of times, where you see people that have injuries, you'll find these people, and you won't find them trying to do, uh, do things in the best of interest. So make sure that if you notice a lot of the harassment that they might do, which means always being there before you get to your appointment, seeing the same doctors that you're seeing, uh, parking in the same places that you may park. I mean, it's an endless list. i actually just sitting right next to you all the time. <clears throat> but I want you to stand in courage and strength and do- not retreat, because if you do, they even act worse, believe it or not. So make sure that you organize things for yourself. But remember, bullies don't just step away. Stand courageously. I always recommend taking pictures and showing things because if you don't, a lot of times they will not actually show you what's – say what is really happening. They don't – they're not the most truthful people, in my opinion, in the world. And then the only other – I think there's one more thing here – is also make sure that you check the reviews of those assisting you. And what I would actually also recommend that if you find that you are being harassed and intimidated – whether it's in a hospital setting, whether it's a restaurant setting, whether it's a medical setting, whether it's an attorney setting, wherever it may be, please post it. Post it at Estrus Radio Show. Why? Because there's far too many people being exposed to it. And it's very, very important that we share it and show it. And also remember to subscribe to EstrusCarRecHelp.com. I need your support. We need to get working on the insurance and civil rights legislation so that more and more people can actually get involved. So thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. And we're going to just pick up from where we left off yesterday. Again, our topic is still thankfulness. And what we did yesterday was we actually did uh, definitions for both both thoughtfulness and sadness. And if you want to listen to that and you want to back up, remember, you can always back up to Mondays. Mondays is the start of a new topic. So you can back up to Monday and, and you can listen to listening listen to it on iTunes and Talking About You or on Esther's Car Wreck Help, along with a lot of other platforms out there that also carry the podcast. Okay. So you can go out there starting on Monday and start listening from the very beginning of what we've been talking about through the topic for the whole week. And it really helps. There's a lot of insights that you pick up, especially when you're going through some of the processes, or if you want to know information before, you'll actually need them, which is just as important. So today, we're actually going to go right to the article. Now, this article to me is truly amazing, and like I say, please go out and support those uh, that I share the articles with, because if we're not supporting them, Wall Street will, and if Wall Street's supporting it, they're not going to be doing as much help for us, okay? So we have to go ahead and and dig our feet in, foot in, hands in, money in, whatever you got, brain in, use it all, okay? But we have to support those who are trying to bring information to us. Today's topic, today's article topic is from actually Psychology Today, and I'm telling you that a lot of the articles are very helpful. So to get time, go up and if you have an interest on something that's troubling you on the emotional side, Go out there and take a look. I mean, it doesn't have to just be on the emotional side because I've found that the, a lot of their articles are fascinating in a lot of different ways. But today's article, the name of it is The Value of Sadness, which don't just think about what that title is because as we get to this article, you'll be surprised where it goes. So I'm going to start quote. So Our tendency to avoid sadness is almost instinctive. That's just something i would never thought about. I don't know what you're thinking. It says, from a very young age, we try to avoid sad feelings. Okay? I didn't know that either. And what I think is interesting is that even as children, are just getting here, we're aware that we want to be happy. We don't want to be sad. Okay? So to me, that's an indicator of basically our normal structure. Let me go on. It says, it says as adults, we're quick to shish wailing, babies are offhandedly say to stop sobbing. Don't be sad. Cheer up. You're a fine. Stop crying, right? Now this is not intentional. We tend to pass on the message that sadness is bad. It should be avoided. Isn't that interesting? I wonder if sadness is bad. Maybe it's just sadness hurts. Maybe sadness is pain, right? Sadness means loss. I mean sadness to me, when I think of sadness and particularly with an injury after a collision, it's just despair, despair that you've worked so many so hard to get to where you are at that point for it to necessarily just be lost. I can understand that, and then on top of that, all the pain that you're suffering, I can relate to that, so that kind of sadness is to me so genuine because it's it's a serious loss that now you're having to face, So let me go on, it says. Though not intentional, we tend to pass on messages that sadness is bad and should be avoided. Yet, listen to this, researchers have shown that sadness can be be an adaptive emotion with real benefits. Why is it that we are so afraid to feel sad? Okay, I have to ask this question. I don't know if we're afraid to feel sad. I think it depends on how much sadness you've had in your life. If you've had a lot of... Uh, problems or issues that have brought sadness to you, it's not like you're not familiar with those emotions, right? It's how you're choosing, in my opinion, at least, to deal with those circumstances that have happened in your life and that have made you sad, and most of the time for good reason. But let me go on. Often sadness is mistakenly confused with depression, right? So they're saying there's a difference between just being sad and being depressed. Unlike depression, Sadness is a natural part of life, and it's usually connected with certain experiences of pain or loss or even a meaningful moment of connection or joy that makes us value our lives. It's like people who recently we've had so many mass shootings, it's not even funny. It's really sad. See, I just used the word, it's really sad. And many of those people are having to contend with those issues, right? But one of the things you always hear them say is, they really, really now appreciate life, right? It makes you stop and feel and say, yes, life, life is important. You know, I feel life, where sometimes people can get in a rut, at least from my perspective, and forget what's really important. Let me go in and see what it says. it says. Often sadness is mistakenly confused with depression. Unlike depression, sadness is a natural part of life, is usually connected with certain experiences of pain or loss or even a meaningful moment of connection or joy that makes us value our lives. Depression, here, here we come now, depression, on the other hand, can arise without a clear explanation, or it can result from an unhealthy, non-adaptive reaction to a painful event where, either, where we either steel ourselves against our natural reaction to the event, or get overwhelmed by it, right? So those flashbacks, those PSTD moments that you can also have after a collision, right, when those emotions come up, first of all, if you have an, an issue where emotions are coming up, one thing you need to know, that's good, because that's saying you're ready, in at least my opinion, you're ready to deal with those issues. You want to, you have enough strength and, and internal fortitude inside to face them, That's a good thing, to address them. That doesn't mean you have to go head over heels and start to just barrel in them. Take your time. Don't rush. But when they start to come up, realize, you know, that means you're ready to deal with them. Okay, where are we at? Depression, on the other hand, can arise without a clear explanation or can result from an unhealthy, non-adaptive reaction to a painful event, right? So we know that. Okay, let's see. When when we're in a depression, When we are in a depressed state, we often feel numb or dead to our emotions. And why is that? Why would we do that when we're in depression? Isn't that a coping mechanism? Aren't you trying to cope with the things that are happening in your life right then or in the past or something that you might even think is going to happen in the future? All of those things matter. So when you get to depression, to me, that's that's like a, a a stop sign flashing, you know, saying, hey, there's something I need to address. Hey, there's something that's hurting me inside. Hey, I've got to be courageous and stand up for what's going on. See what it is, accept it, see how I can resolve the issues within me. And remember, the most important, at least from my perspective, the most important things you need to address is what's inside of you, not some external force or what people are thinking or things that they're doing. You know, go back and look at shame, fear, and trauma. There's also um, a a podcast out there on there. I haven't posted the second one, which was out there, but uh, the harassment blocked it so it didn't go through. So I'd have to re-record it. So there's some things I've got to go back and do. But there is, the first one is out there, and it's actually go out and listen to. So let me go on. It says, when we're in a depressed state, we often feel numb or dead to our emotions. We may have feelings of shame, self-blame, or self-hatred. I want to go back to those because one thing I'd like to say is that is a great manipulation tool. One of the things that really, really bothered me about that past election was when President uh, Trump went out uh, and he had a tweet that said, anyone who's fraudulently voting will be prosecuted to the limits of the law. That's intimidation. Today, people are going out to vote. Why would you do that? Because a lot of things in our society, people are trying to manipulate your behavior. Not because it's of your best interest. Most of the time it's for their best interest. So that's why I say you have to have your your own courage, strong conviction, and be able to do what's right for you. Okay, you have to be able to be in tune with self. But let me go on here. It says, we may have feelings of shame, self-blame, or self-hatred, all of which are likely to interfere with a constructive behavior instead of creating a lack of energy and vitality. Sadness, on the other hand, can be awakening, right? So there's some things that happen in our life. Maybe we're just going, you know, we are kind of gotten a rut of our daily routines. We're just going on life. We're not really as aware or awoke as we need to be until some traumatic event happens and our, our brain just goes into overtime. Hello, wake up. What's going on? What do I need to do? Where am I? What happened? All of those things. What's important to me? What's necessary to do in life today? Right? It changes it. Like, for example, for me, I was was uh, concentrating on different things and some family emergencies happened, and I realized from that moment on that the things that mattered most to me were things that were actually had nothing to do with some of the harassment and intimidation and bullying. Uh, would I not... I would still go ahead and document and show the behavior of these people, but it happened to be a time where I had to put other people first. And those kind of things happen, whether that's putting yourself first, and hopefully you do, because when you put yourself first, what does that mean? That means you're going to take care of you, and then you can also take care and help the people that you love. And let me tell you this one quick thing. I was, as a kid, I'd always look at uh, seniors, couples that were seniors, and I was thinking, well, you know, how are they going to, you know, take care of each other? What are they going to do, right? How, they're both old. And, what I've, and I didn't realize that that also applies to disabilities and injuries and those kind of things. And what I find is when one person might be up, the other person's down. When the person's down, one is up. So there's some way that magic works where somebody's there to be able to help in the process. So... To me, that's just fascinating to know. I when I look at seniors who are, are are getting up their age, and I see them holding hands or doing whatever they need to do, and and I I wonder how they're they're getting along. Now I know one is up and then one is down, right? So they're they're there to help each other and take care of each other, and I think that's really important. So I hope all of you have someone there that can help you to be encouraged through your most difficult days or support you because we all need help, whether we're injured or disabled or not, right? It doesn't matter. That's why we weren't probably born by ourselves, you know. There were two at the time when it was hopefully maybe three or four, right? So anyway, I just to throw that out because sometimes we wonder how things go, and I just know that I truly uh, appreciate the way in which that work and understanding. But I remember looking at a kid and thinking, how does that work when they're both old? Actually, I find it works well because they take care of each other.
1: All right, where are
0: we here? It says, we may have feelings of shame, self-blame, or self-hate. Unfortunately, a lot of uh, people of color get into the self-hate because of the manipulation and things our society has placed upon far too many people of color. And I hope as time goes on and our society changes, People will see that this was a manipulation and realize self-love is what's really needed in a lot of communities and self-support and self-resources, right? That's how people lift themselves up. And that's also the same in people in disabled communities, believe it or not. It's not that we don't have just as much as others. We just have to be able to come together as one, support each other, and particularly ensure civil rights legislation so we do get the things that we need and that we can all move on. All right, where are we? We may have feelings of shame, self blame or self-hatred, all of which are likely to interfere with constructive behavior instead of creating a lack of energy and vitality. That means if you're not feeling good, if if you don't have self-love, right, you're not going to be able to to have all of that energy, right? You're going to be doing things the way, unfortunately, other people want you to behave, and that's not good. Okay, so they're saying sadness can be awakening. Sadness is a live emotion that can serve to remind us of what matters to us. Did they say somebody else? No, to you. What matters to you? What gives our life meaning? What gives your life meaning? I hope that some of you will join me and say what gives life meaning is making sure uh, policyholders, as soon as policyholders are no longer abused. Bottom line, that's a mission, that's a goal. How many lives would be changed by people getting their settlements and benefits from both auto insurance companies and ERISA from employers and social security disabilities? How many? What if the truth really became open for all of us to see of the things that's going on and how these companies work together and the things that they're doing, and they're not always working for us as they're supposed to? And we need to recognize that and understand that so that we can (coughs) Show what they are and bring it out for everyone to see. Okay, let's see what we have. Sadness is an emotion that can serve to remind us of what matters to us, what gives our life meaning. Psychologist and author Robert Firestone pointed out, when we feel the sadness center you, you start from a beginning point. Maybe you were out at point 100 and you go back to point zero, right? That's zero point. Does that center you? Did that make you reflect on where you are, what's going on, what you need to do, the relationships in your life, your finances, your physical abilities? All of those things can come up, right? In general, we recognize our emotions and allow ourselves to feel them in a healthy and safe capacity. We feel more grounded, more ourselves, and more resilient, right? Does that mean, okay, we've got to maybe sometimes... We get so far out because we're looking at ads or we're, we're thinking on things in the way someone else does and it's not us, right? The best thing we can always do no matter where we are in life, at least in my perspective, is to be ourselves and to understand ourselves, be forgiving of ourselves, right? We're not always going to be perfect. We're going to make mistakes. Did you know the more mistakes you make, probably the more you're going to grow, right? Because the more it's going to hurt. You're going to decide, oh, I don't want to go that way. I want to do something better. I want to move forward. Okay, let's see what we're here. So societal pressures of today, in my opinion, is part of the problem of depression. I personally believe many people are disappointed in the way in which our society is working right now. It's not fair for many of us. It's it's just not right. Right. So what do you do? You're internalizing those things. I would recommend another option. Stand up and fight for your convictions and for things to be right in your situation. And don't think, oh, I'm so depressed, I'm here alone, this is just happening to me. Wrong. There is so much depression in America today, it's sad. I wonder how much of an impact given some of these mass shootings are due to people being too darn depressed and our mental health system failing them. And why is it failing them? Because of Congress's greed. Take a look at what the U.S. Senate has voted on. And you'll see, you're not there. Most of us aren't. You look at Wall Street, they're there. So let me get on that. I'll never get through this. Throughout our lives, we are confronted with painful realities, pain from our interpersonal relationships, rejections, frustrations, and incidental hurts we experience in our interactions with others. We face the pain of existential issues, loss, disease, deterioration, and ultimately death. Most of us harbor a lot of old pain from our past and have implicit memories of difficult emotions we experience, but we are too young to make sense of them. You know, I call those things cobwebs, right? We've got to clean out those cobwebs. We don't need to carry them forward. We don't need to have them in the back of our minds. We don't have to carry them today. We can learn from the experiences that they created. We don't have to forget what we've learned. But we certainly don't have to carry those cobwebs. We need to clean them out and kick them to the curb, right? All right. Most of us, to varying degrees, fearful that tapping into any sadness will strike into this well of buried emotion. I want to say this again because to me, this is what happens close to the elections. You think about all of the different ads that you saw. What were they tapping into? Fearful. Being fearful. And that really upsets me because a lot of the racial biases and stuff in particular in Florida and Georgia bother me because we should be beyond this. And that's why I said, you know, white people, you're going to have to get into this. You might not be comfortable in acknowledging what's going on, but without you standing up, and some of you are, okay, I'm not saying you all are on one track, okay, because nobody's on the same same path all the time, okay. We all have a variety of places in which we're standing in this. But the point I'm trying to make is that people of color cannot do this on their own. Well, of course, many have been standing for generations trying to change things, and we have made progress. But it's about all of us choosing that we're not going to be racist. And even if we have racist tendencies and don't know it and somebody points it out, we're going to go and take a look at it, and anybody can be a racist, okay? But we really need to do this, especially at the time of elections. I've never seen so many derogatory ways of trying to force people in fearful ways to vote against what they know is the right thing to do. All right, let me read that again. Most of us are, to varying degrees, fearful that tapping into any sadness will strike into this well of buried emotions. Did you hear that? It didn't say like, you know, just a little. It says a well, like a deep well, emotions. And that's what these ads are trying to do. They're trying to dig deep inside you, pull up those fears, make you afraid, and change your vote. Don't be intimidated and manipulated and fooled like that. You're stronger. I know that you are, especially when you become aware and awoke of what's, being ha- what's happening to you. This fear can drive us to seek methods to cut off our emotions, right? We don't want our emotions cut off, but we want emotions that move us forward, and- that make us progress and become better people. That's what our goal is. That's what we want to become. Whether we're injured or not, whether a disability has forced us to go in a direction that we really didn't want to go, we wanted to go some other way. But in life, that's how it is. We cannot always get to the path that we want. Sometimes we have to take U-turns and other things to get to where we want to go, and sometimes we get there, but sometimes we have to change. Sometimes we have to look as to where our life is going and then try to move forward. All right, let's see what we have here. It says often the methods we use to cut off or dampen down our pain in actuality ends up being harmful to us and those we care about the most, right? So we're just trying to get rid of this pain, like make it go away, make it go away, let's do something else. Let's just stop it, this, this, right? What we end up doing is getting in a cycle, doing the same thing over and over again, which defeats our purpose of trying to do better and be better. So we have to kind of recognize, are we just spinning our wheels does that look like that same wheel you've been seeing for decades, for days, for years, for months, for weeks? Wherever you are, or how long you've been into it, remember, you can just get off the wheel. Yes, you can. Just get off the wheel. How, how can you do that by recognizing, first of all, you're on the wheel, right? And then take little steps. Those big steps will put you back in that wheel faster than you know. They might, you might step off and make a big change, and that next wheel is sitting right there to pick you up. Right. So take small ones. Understand why you're on that wheel, where that pain is. Right, and decide. Okay, I understand that. I'm going to clean out this one cobweb. Right, that what one cobweb might be just the pain of losing someone. Right, could be. I mean, it could be just uh, going out doing something that you know you shouldn't be doing or don't want to do. Right. It's like, okay, I don't know about tomorrow, but today I'm not going to do that. So just take it one day at a time. One day at a time. And then when some major issue comes in and tries to knock you back on the wheel, say, so, ouch, that hurts. I'm going to be sad about it, but I'm not getting back on that wheel. That's how you change. That's how you move it. Okay? It says we may engage in activities like working all the time. We might form addictions to substances to numb us from the pain. Uh, we also might, uh, what does it say here, avoid getting close, too close to people, right, fail to pursue a meaningful goal, those are all things we can do to make life better. But we can't if we're not going to look at ourselves face-to-face. Look at yourself. See yourself. See where you are. See what hurts you. See what makes you joy brings you joy, right? See what makes you fearful and why. Ask yourself. You don't have to tell anybody else. Just look in the mirror and ask yourself the question. Why am I fearful about this? Why am I sad about this? Why am I depressed about this? Right? For me, in my opinion, depression comes when somebody's been manipulating and abusing you and you feel like you're all chained up and you can't get out. But actually, the chains are not on you like you think they are. Just, just, just shake them off. They're not so tight you can't get rid of them. But in your mind, you think maybe they are too too tough, too hard. They aren't. Somebody, I assure you, fooled you along the way to think you, those chains were so bad you couldn't get out of them. And why, in my opinion, did they do that to you? So that they could control you. Have you ever noticed how something, especially with relationships, with people a lot where people think that they're controlling you and they're the boss and they can do all of these things. And all of a sudden you say, I'm not taking this crap anymore. I am mean, out. see ya." And you just go. You just leave. You just walk out. And you you don't care what else they say to you. You are not even going to think about dealing with them. You do not even care about them. Care you know what they do. They get threatened. They can act. You say, I don't care. Do what you got to do. Right? Because I'm done. Right? So that's the same thing. Those worlds will keep rolling and rolling, but it doesn't mean you have to stay on them or get off. You might have to think carefully, depending on the people you're dealing with or the situation, on how you get out. Right Don't just say, "I'm getting out, and you have a person that just don't think clearly, okay, so you sometimes you have to you know set a strategy out to to keep moving on, but take your time slowly but surely, and you can do it. It says the less we go to avoid emotional emotions actually pushes away from life itself, and it does right you want to go out there and you want to feel life and enjoy life. That's what being here is about it's not about going someplace else or doing something else. It's about life right here, right now. That's what's important. So make sure that you think about, okay, sadness, thoughtfulness. Selflessness will take you a lot further. Sadness is something we have to feel, but depression is something we certainly need to try to work through. And there is help out there to get that. So don't stay stuck in places that you can't get get out by yourself, right? But the thing is, make sure that ever you – wherever you're actually putting your life, your life in, the hands, your life in their hands, that they're worth actually taking a chance with. Because not all people are created equal, especially when I see more and more each day. Okay, it says here, the problem is we can't collectively numb pain without numbing joy, right? So you can't go out there and be free to, to actually experience life, no matter where you are. If you're disabled, you're going to have to free yourself, and experience that you can't be held back. Does that mean there's some things you you can and cannot do? Of course there are going to be, but there's a lot of things you can do, and those are the things you have to look for. It says emotions provide us with information and help us survive and thrive. When we suppress negative emotions, we lose touch with our adaptive emotions like love, passion, warmth, or desire, and therefore lead a much more deadened life, right?
1: So this is
0: like us walking around like zombies, right? We don't want to be any zombies. There's no need to be a zombie. We can choose to live life. Does that mean we're going to have pain and suffering? and, And if you have chronic pain, you're going to have more pain than people, some people will ever know in their lives, right? Or some other disability that makes it so that it's hard. And that's okay. You can feel the suffering and the pain and still go on anyway. And don't let anyone else tell you different, right? You can't choose to survive and survive in a way that makes life more meaningful to you. You don't have to just uh, walk around uh, with a dead in life, okay? You don't have to do that. Think about that. Let's see. An author, Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, said sorrow is one of the vibrations that prove the fact of living right? Sorrow? Yeah, I think sorrow is one of those those mechanisms. But what we're going to look for is thoughtfulness. Three times a day, we're going to think about what we're uh, appreciating in our day, and we're going to write those down. And the things that we're sad about, we're still going to cross them out and place things in there that we want to replace it with. That's very important. Of course, we can misuse our negative emotions by allowing ourselves to dwell on them or by feeling victimized by our circumstances right? And that happens when what, in my opinion, injustice occurs. We can get stuck in places because of wrongdoing of others, inequality, injustice, unfairness, manipulation, right? All of those things, right, can make you feel that way. What? To feel victimized by circumstances. But I would challenge you, instead of feeling victimized, Learn what you can do to make a change because I guarantee you were not the only one victimized by it. Look at the Me Too movement. What they took was victimization, abuse, and turned it around and said, we're going to do something about it. We're going to make something better for everyone's life. And that's what, to me, it's really all about. It says, if we let ourselves feel our real sadness about real things, and that's a key, too. We have to be able to look at ourselves, see what's real, and acknowledge what it is. The emotion can move through us like a wave, reaching its peak, then washing us over and eventually dissipating. What is that saying about sadness? Sadness that happens. Like uh, a lot of people right now are going through a lot of grief in our society. They have to uh, deal with that grief, right? You can't hide it because it is sadness, sad. Grief often makes us sad. But it will move through us. It will move through us if we accept it and address it within ourselves. That's from my perspective. This is the last uh, sentence here. It says, if we choose to feel our emotions, let them move through us, we can make better choices about our actions and lead a more goal-directed life. We can accept, we can learn to accept that we need our pure and real feelings. Hello, did you hear that? Pure and real feelings. Do not let somebody else create your feelings. Don't let somebody else manipulate your feelings. Don't let somebody else do anything with your feelings. What you feel is what you feel, okay? You take what you feel. You see where it is in your your space that you want to do with it. That's what makes it real. That's what makes it pure. And that's what gets you to the point of where you want to go, not where somebody wants to take you or any of those other options because they connect us to ourselves. What do they do? Pure and real feelings connect us to ourselves, what we love and what we want. Do you know what you love? Do you know what you want today? Are you connected to you? And if you're not, start putting out those cobwebs, okay? It's really important to do that. Take those cobwebs, place them elsewhere, and go ahead and live your life, no matter what's happening to you, anywhere today. It's very important that we get back to who we are. I think that, that, I personally believe that's how we lost our common sense, many of us, because common sense tells you the direct way to go. But when you're actually seeing something or doing something that's not part of really who you are and what you're really feeling, you get lost pretty fast. Are you lost right now? Not sure which way to go? What's going on? Connect with yourself. Thank you so much, Psychology Today. I think that was a very good one and helped to bring everything together for a week of a lot of information. I hope today that you have learned something new that you didn't know yesterday because that's how we improve ourselves. Be sure to actually make comments on this show at hashtag Estra's Radio Show. Make sure to subscribe because I need you to be with me. You can go out to Talking About You with Estra on Facebook. You can talk um, Blog Talk Radio. You can go out to iTunes. There's a lot of places where you can find us. Look for Jillette legitimate ones, and also with the safety of HTTPS because you want to be as protected as possible. Thank you for listening to me. Please go out and do something fun this weekend. So important. And make sure you know that holidays are coming up. Sometimes people have a lot of bad things in their heart for them. Please decide to at least clean out one of those cobwebs so next year when the holidays come, it won't be there. Make sure you don't add any new ones. Hello. Thanks for being with me today, and I'll see you tomorrow at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Remember, Monday through Friday is when you'll find us, and I look forward to hearing from you, and I'll see you on Monday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?